systems are offline. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. The Pat and AJ Podcast. Well, because they got great banter. They jib-jab. Jib-jab, jib-jab, jib-jab. Pat and AJ. I feel like the conversation we've been having in the last five minutes is a lot more interesting than the shit they're talking about on the radio. Just moronic commentary and stupid sound effects, and it's just dumb. It doesn't make any sense. It's the Pat and AJ Podcast. Pat and AJ Podcast. From the uh, beautiful... Sonoran Desert, and I really do mean that. It's gorgeous. So nice out today. I've been in a weird... Oh, fuck. (laughs) All of our Midwestern folks are just... Go ahead. Start laughing at me. I don't care. I've been oddly in this, like, weird... It's cold and um, just meh outside, and it's really been affecting my moods. And I know that sounds wacky to anyone right now. Who's in most likely one of our most populous states that listens to us, Wisconsin or Michigan or Illinois or Minnesota, Indiana, Iowa. You know, that's 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 where the where the peeps are. Yeah, you can yell at us. It's fine. Listen, I get it. I know what you're going through right now. I did it for many, many years, but I can tell you. And even AJ was making fun of me last night as we went on a little walk. I'm fucking there two years, less than two years into Arizona. And like my whole mentality is shifted as to what is like awesome weather versus not awesome weather. Today is actually quite warm. Today's awesome. Today but don't, awesome. I don't know if you looked at the extended forecast. I don't want to look at the extended It's going to be in the fifties again. So and, don't. Ugh. I was last night. Uh, we went for, we walked <laughs> the dog and I was wearing shorts and a long sleeve shirt during the day and, of course, and he's like you're gonna be so cold and i'm like it's actually not that bad out it was that they're like there was moisture in the air which there usually isn't and pat's like oh i'm cold oh, oh i want to go back i had socks on i had, first off aj's bought me wool socks can we yeah. talk about that all of a sudden i've become, you've been wearing mine <laughs> i've become the wool sock guy by the way i want you to know too the lore of me in probably a lot of buildings that i worked in throughout my broadcast career besides the fact of kind of fucking wacky yeah i believe a lot of them my lore is hey you guys remember that dj and this is just with people that worked in the building right yeah. Salespeople, whoever they're one day gonna go you remember that dj who used to always wear sandals yeah like it would be december and snowing and that guy would come in in like sandals because that was me not anymore i don't like i started doing that 20 years ago and I would literally wear my sandals up until the snow hit. That's yeah. what like people used to always ask me when they I'd walk into no, to work. No, wait a second. Hang on. Don't bullshit. You would say that, and then you'd wear them in the snow and be like, "Oh, okay." He, yeah. he, he kept pushing times. it. He kept. He's like, "I'll wait till there's another foot of snow." I know. Sometimes I'd walk in the snow with them, depending because usually I just walked a couple of feet from like my car, yeah. you know, to the uh, building. But listen, not like I was walking through city streets. I didn't no. commute for, like like that for a living. But that used to be me and like i said i'm sure there are some folks out there who maybe sold radio time back in 2001 and they're like man there was a dj used to wear these sandals boy it'd be snowing outside and this boy be walking in with his dead bare feet on and now i got fucking wool socks yep and i'm wearing shoes over the wool socks and i got long pants and i don't want to go on a walk with the dog because it's too cold out and it's not too cold aj i shit you not is next to me in a pair of slides and like booty shorts. Yeah. They're like little running shorts. It was nice out yesterday. I go. I, I wasn't that cold during our walk. It was nice. I go, one, I guarantee if there's neighbors that don't know us and they saw us, they pegged us, or at least you, as a snowbird. Absolutely. Like that's a snowbird move, right? I always laugh, though, when people ask if I'm a snowbird, because normally that term applies to older, retired people who Not come down Not a lot here. of young ones. Like, I no. think if you're young, they call you a nomad, right? Like. <laughs> 
You're yeah, a bum I, then. You're just a traveler if you're 30 and going back and forth. But if you're 64, they're like, oh, snowbird. Okay. My response is always when they're like, are you a snowbird? I'm like, do you think I can afford a second yeah. house anywhere? Yeah. Like, what What do you take me for? Did you tell them? You- I have one. I live in one place like a normal human being. I was born in 1982. Do you really think? <laughs> I do think I can afford a second That's where home? I'm at in my life. Come on. Um, but yeah, man, it's a beautiful day today here in Sonoran Desert. I hope it's beautiful in your life, wherever you are. Maybe I'm jazzed up right now. I just got laid. Uh, you know, we just we uh, haven't had sex in like over a month. Oh my goodness! Wait, no, wait. it's. I think it's been close to a. No, it's been over a month. Not I think by much. I got but. a quick bead in like. Uh, you did get a quick beach in a in a closet just to shut him up in a closet. You Pat, know, Pat's a typical uh, you know alpha male, and when he doesn't get laid for a while, he gets really crabby. It's kind of like when he's hu- hungry and angry. I backed up. Yeah, he's backed up. He gets really snippy, <laughs> and I'm like, I know you need to get laid, but it just sucked because we had company last month. And then as soon as the company left, we got sick. our family left. Well, we got sick and our son was on like a three-week Christmas break. Yeah, so not only was he always around, but we're sick yeah. on top of it. Yeah, we haven't gotten it out in a while. So. Yeah, and even when he wasn't around, we're like, we don't feel good. I just sat there and kind of looked at each other. I said, hey, guess what? We have a couple hours right now. What's more important, uh, podcast or sex? Sex. Okay, we'll do that first. Now and what? Then podcast. We do the podcast. Okay. I talked myself up for a big game, too. Knocked, knocked her to sleep for a minute and a half. <laughs> Uh, but it is a beautiful day here. Welcome to episode 180. See, now I'm on, I'm on track, the 180th. Uh, we did a 180. The 180, we're here. We are closing in on 100,000 uh, uh, downloads. Last I checked, we're at like 98,000. That's so, awesome. Um, I uh, think maybe pretty soon uh, we'll be over the six-figure mark. That's that's kind of wild for you. That's very cool. I'm going to tell you another reason why it's a beautiful day, at least in our world. Um, but uh, it's uh, Bonnaroo. Uh, lineup release day. Bonnaroo, of course, being the Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival that uh, we've talked about affectionately over the years. I've always wondered if people have cared on the FM band. I'll tell you this, because I, I, I do feel like it is one of those things where you either give a shit or you really don't. There's no in-between. You tune in or you tune out. Yeah, and I, I always try to tell people I was not a music festival person. That's right. For, up until I went to Bonnaroo. In fact, going to Bonnaroo, I was like, I don't know, man. This is like way out of my comfort zone. You were, you were doing it for me. You I was were, doing it for you. You're yeah. like a lot of people. I've done this to so many people. I drag them to Bonnaroo. Yeah, he, he'll, he, he, no, you could just take Bonnaroo out. Listen, he drags us places he wants I'm us to go. I'm a little bit like a holy man, right? Like, you know. You're G- a very only child. G- Jesus' apostles didn't want to go walk. And he's like, fucking come on, let's go walk. Um, no, you're very, it's very only child syndrome. It's like, I want to go to this and you're going to come with well, me. Well, I try to like show people a good time, right? No, yeah. I, I try to show them a good time. So I have dragged multiple people to Bonnaroo and a lot of them I feel like just do it the one time for me. And you legit were doing that your first time, but luckily you saw in it what I saw in it yes. and you quickly fell in love the way I've fallen in love. And listen, it's my first year was 2014. It is now 2023. And I have just in the last few years found my groove with that festival. Yeah. Like I'm able to dress how I want to dress. I'm able to put the face gems on and wear yeah. my swimsuit around the farm. You know, like it took me a while to figure out who I am and what I'm comfortable with. 
But goddamn, it is the most judgmental free zone Ever. in the world. And I'll tell you, if you are listening and you're like an Instagram influencer and you're going to go to Bonnaroo, you stick out like a sore thumb. You do, don't because you? Because you're not part of the um, non-judgmental crowd. But. Like you're there for your Instagram and nothing else. Like you stick out. We know who you are. Uh, so Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival is in Manchester, uh, Tennessee, which is uh, about it's it's in Coffee County. Uh, a couple hours from Nashville. A couple hours, yeah, about two hours maybe. So it's not by any means an easy place to get to. Usually, um, rule one with any major event is it, you want it to be where the people are, yes. right? I mean, me and you used to work at events, right? You threw events in Flint. Why? Because that's where the people lived. You didn't throw it out like an hour outside in, in the country, right? Yeah, but then what about Hodeg? <laughs> that's Hodeg an, uh, was the tip of Wisconsin. That's an anomaly because it's been around for like 40 that's or 50 why. years. Because like Rhinelander, there are not a lot of people yeah. who live there right. year round. But but start answering me these questions. Yeah. Where's Lollapalooza? Chicago. Okay. Uh, where's Governor's Ball? It's New, New York. York. Yeah. Boston Calling. Boston. Boston, right? They're all pretty close. I mean, Miami uh, has EDC. Or no, I'm sorry. Orlando has EDC. Las Vegas has, has EDC. EDC yeah. um, you know, we could say Coachella is kind of out there, but Coachella yeah, but is really Palm Springs. Yeah, we've driven through there now, yeah. and I can tell you the people are not there, but they will, but they're yeah. close. But the weird, Bonnaroo is this experience that is arguably, um, you know, uh, not close to anything. No. You have to, if you're like us, uh, fly into to Nashville and, and, drive. and then go, how the fuck do I get myself to a rural farm two hours away? I shit you not, too. There's like one or two hotels. Oh, this, this is a littlest sleepiest yeah. town this town's economic you want to talk about how cleveland felt when lebron james left yeah like this is a little town that has nothing going on except this multi-million dollar festival that uh, comes yeah. to town once a year once a year for like a maybe two weeks max right yeah. i mean from beginning to end set up to, to take down yeah you know and, and it brings in all this money but it's a sleepy ass little fucking town yeah there ain't no Hilton to stay at. There's not. And that's the funny part is like I've had friends that are like, well, I'd go, but I want to stay in a hotel. Yeah. I'm like, it's not an option. It's just not. But there are a lot of locals who go to the festival, too. Oh, because they get free tickets. They get free tickets. And I think every year I've met multiple locals from Manchester. Yeah. And they, they go every year. Um, of the, all ages. The Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival has been around since 2002. In case you're wondering if I'm a gatekeeper and I'm going to tell you how I've been there the whole time, hell no, I haven't. In fact, I didn't make it to the farm until 2013, um, which is why this was kind of a very sentimental to me. I wanted to get back this year because it'd be the 10-year anniversary. Yeah. Um, we also, we haven't been... We also haven't been alone without our kid. Well, we've been keeping tab of that just in the house, Yeah, because right? it's painfully obvious. Um, we haven't been away from our child overnight since 2019. Yeah. Not the pandemic. Yeah. It was Bonnaroo 2019 was no, the she, last so time it was we Bonnaroo. were alone. No yeah. shit. And then... And that's what me and you went... Well, we didn't go alone because my buddy Mike went, but Mike was camping... He was camping in GA. In GA, yeah. and me and you were camping back in media. So we just kind of uh, met up during the day. Okay. Wow, I but, didn't realize yeah. it was Bonnaroo 2019. It is. So, so that's, that's the last time. Now, not to say we haven't been alone, just not together. Not over, yeah, not together overnight. Like, AJ's gone on weekend, you know, Irish dance vacations. We all gone know, home to visit. We all know I, I took my one-month sabbatical to Hawaii by myself. <laughs> but we've, like, as a couple, we yeah. haven't been apart. 
Not that I'm crying about it, right? Yeah, Our but situation, four but I'm just years letting you know. Is a long ass time for a married couple not to have a night to themselves. <laughs> for fuck's sake, I'm not saying we're crying about it, but I think we've earned it. Yeah. It's been four years. So, you know, Bonnaroo has always traditionally been our time when we used to say we're mom and dad, more so we're Pat and AJ. Yeah. For 360 days a year. Yeah. And then we say, give us five days. Yeah. Give us five days. Um, Four of them being for Bonnaroo and one for travel. Okay. Give us those days. So we haven't been able to do that since 2019. Obviously, then you have the pandemic. And Bonnaroo, you, let me tell you about Bonnaroo getting their ass kicked. They bon- tried. They tried, man. <sighs> Poor fucking Bonnaroo. They put out what possibly was one of their best lineups ever for 2020. We all know how that story went. For a quick minute, there was the whole talk of we're going to do it in the fall. That fell through. Then they decided to reschedule for the next year, and they said, well, hold on. COVID's still around, so we're going to do it at a non-traditional time. How about in September? Oh, by the way, torrential rains came in the day before the festival. And flooded the grounds. And rained out what was supposed to be their comeback year. They canceled it while people were like already on their like, way. People were showing up outside, and they're yeah. going, by the way, we can't. The, the grounds are soaked. We and can't I, do a festival. I felt so bad because people were so pissed off, but I was also like, can you imagine having to make that decision? No. Like, last nope. minute. And it was a good lineup, too. Wasn't that Beautiful. the... Beautiful. Yeah, it was... Yeah, I mean, I mean, it was kind of 2020 reincarnated yeah. with a little bit of changes. But it was, a, a again, a solid lineup. Yeah. Um, and, well, that lineup, let's talk about this, has kind of influenced um, this lineup. Today, the Bonnaroo Music and Arts Festival announced their lineup. Um, the biggest names that you're going to see headlining is, uh, well, this is a response from the last couple lineups, the Foo Fighters. Yes. The Foo Fighters. Now, hang on. They did have Bonnaroo last year, though, in 2021. They did? Yeah, last year they did. We just didn't like the lineup. and we. It was just we were moving. It was yeah. a big to-do, right? But um, for two years in a row, uh, the Foo Fighters were supposed to play Bonnaroo. Yeah. As we just told you, way of the dodo went those years. So the Foo Fighters comes through as a top three headliner. Kendrick Lamar, um, Odessa. And when you start digging into this lineup... It's un- it's an unbelievable. I mean, I don't often get jazzed about festival lineups. Like, there's a few people I want to see, but overall, oh, I'm just smokes. like, I don't know who that is. This lineup, though, like the second tier acts. We're talking like Little Nas X is on the second tier. Like, See, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's the, incredible. Like, the big joke is, I think it's Kimmel does it, um, you know, with Coachella, because these lineups are so huge, yeah. right? And, and and people always point out that, oh, if you look at the, you know, the little names, you're like, who are these people? I don't know them. And yeah, that's kind Who's of... Diarrhea Planet? I mean, <laughs> that real band. Um, real band, going to be at Bonnaroo. But... You know, that's kind of the experience is that, yeah, you're going there because of the big names, right? Here are the big yeah. names. I mean, that's the reason arguably why I went to my first Bonnaroo because I read that Bonnaroo was going to have Paul McCartney, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Mumford and Sons. Yeah. And I said, where the fuck am I going to see Paul McCartney, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers and Mumford and Sons? At and the same place. At the same place. Yeah. Same, same weekend, right? So that's what, what drew me in. So here's my question. Go ahead. Because I'll tell you my list. You tell me yours. Go Who ahead. have you discovered at Bonnaroo? Oh boy! Um, uh, it is a long because list. The, because the lineups are so big that you just kind of end up walking around and stopping at stages yeah. as you choose. And I've discovered a lot of great music. Uh, probably the biggest, and they've already kind of faded a little bit. I'd say Capital Cities. Okay. Remember, remember oh, Capital yeah, Cities? Faded, yeah. I saw Capital Cities like on. There's like nine million stages. I like Bonnaroo. 
and Capital Cities was on. They weren't on any of them. They were on like the fucking Bud Light uh, Party Lounge <laughs> riser. Yeah. And I think it was like 40 people sitting there. And I'm like, who are these goofballs in like Miami Vice suits with these big beards? And they got horns. And I'm a sucker for horns. And then I'm like, boy, they're they're kind of fun and jumpy. And then like within... A week or two, Safe and Sound became like the biggest song yeah. in the country and went on to just become an earworm for like society for a while. Yeah. So they're, they're one. Um, I don't have that story. Like, you know, we do this every year where we go, holy shit, look who played at Bonnaroo this year. Like for us, Billie Eilish. Yeah. Billie Eilish played 2018. Yeah. Before, right before she hit. That was my 40th birthday, yeah. right? And all our whole clique. No one saw Billie Eilish. No. No one. It wasn't even on our radar. And, and then. Yeah, you feel stupid later because yeah. you see it on the poster. You're like, holy shit, I missed Billie Eilish before she was Billie Eilish. I mean, you know what? I might say, um, and, we, and we didn't discover him, but I think we got a chance to see him in a very small venue. Um, Sam Smith. Yes, Sam Smith was incredible. And we had already seen him. Do we see him at Bonnaroo before or after we, we met him? Because we talked to him about okay. it in Detroit. That's so right. we saw Sam Smith like everyone else on SNL. Yeah. he and, and we literally, we were frozen in our seats going, who is this? It's amazing. And then the Bonnaroo lineup came out like a month later, and I'm cruising it. And towards, Sam Smith. towards the bottom half, I go, hey, that kid we saw on SNL, he's playing Bonnaroo. And AJ goes, cool, let's go see that. And it was an amazing show. And we went and saw the show. It was one, it was Sam Smith's first festival appearance in the U.S. Yeah. It was in a small tent. Again, it was not on one of the big well, stages. No, but I wouldn't call it a small tent. Well, there's only, but there's only one size tent. There's three smaller tents and then two really big stages. Yeah, but you can still get a couple thousand people in that tent. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. when you're doing a hundred thousand person no, festival, I, yeah, it's no, a I small saying, slice. Yeah. So Sam Smith, it, not only was it his first U.S. Festival appearance when we saw him, but he was in a smaller venue. Um, it was the last show, and I don't know if you remember this, the last show before his album came out. Yes. And he made it a point to say that. He goes, well, this is like the last time you guys aren't going to know these songs because yeah. I'm getting ready to let you know all, because right now you only know. I say they were, a few of them were on the radio, but. Yeah, I mean, was it. it was very light play. And, yeah, we did talk to him when we saw him a couple months later after he had popped. We saw him in Detroit. We got a chance to meet him. And we both said, like, hey, we saw you at Bonnaroo. And, of course, he said what every artist says or attendee. Oh, yes, yes. It's so bloody hot. Yes, very hot. So bloody hot. And I imagine if you're from fucking England. Oh, my God. And you're performing in June in yeah. Tennessee. That is the other thing we should mention about Bonnaroo. Uh, I did kind of start off this uh podcast talking about the weather and how i'm a little bit of a sissy now i ain't gonna be a sissy out there because it is hot as balls yeah but now that i've been back to the midwest with in the i, w I went the first weekend of september which is still summer now yeah. um it was i'm i'm not used to the humidity anymore no but after you do a summer in arizona i feel like nothing i feel like you can survive anything because mm -hmm. it is it is a different level of hot out here than it is on the farm it's a uh, humid. Yeah. I mean, we've been there on years when the temperature, and, and by the way, it's uh, mid-June, in, in case you're wondering. Um, Which is a toss-up nowadays. We've June been, is a toss-up. Yeah, we've been there when it's been literal heat advisories. Yeah. Where they're like, listen, people, 
Stay hydrated, drink water, stay in the shade. You couldn't, the generators for RVs were overheating. Yeah, they were failing. You, like, you yeah. couldn't even get air conditioning anywhere if, if, if you had an RV. Um, but then we've been there years. The last time we went, it was chilly. When I think it swung down to like the fucking 50s. We were freezing that one night. Remember that? Yeah. I mean, literally shivering because yeah. it was so hot during the day still. But at night, it would cool off something ridiculous. So I got no idea. So all right, what uh, so, do, so so tell 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 me yours. What is the act that you saw? Well, I have two acts that okay. I saw that I still follow and really enjoyed. Um, just from walking around Bonnaroo, uh, the Flaming Lips. Oh yeah. And which, by the way, I love. You're like I am with the dead because I got on the bus with the dead, like you know, ninety years oh, after. Oh, I know. I'm so late. And to like the party. she got on the on the bus with the Flaming Lips. Like 20 years after the party. Know, but at I least know. you got on the bus. I'm on the Flaming You're Lips on the bus. bus. Um, so the Flaming Lips and Closey. Closey. Oh, yeah, Closey. Just wandered up to both those stages and said, wow, this is a good show. Who's that? Closey does a lot of stuff now. Saw a freaking, you know, Wayne Coyne in one of those big inflatable bubbles, like, walking through the crowd. I'm like, this shit's amazing. <laughs> and he, he had the big balloons that said, like, fuck yeah, Bonnaroo. <laughs> I mean, I was like, this is great. Who is this? I love it. And that it. was before COVID. Before COVID, yes. Wayne Coyne knew. I'm going to put myself in a bubble. He, I think he said that on his Instagram that yeah. he did a lot of those bubble shows during the pandemic and said, we've been doing this for a long time. It just really makes sense now. Um, there's some decent throwback acts on here. Uh, and, and obviously the Foo Fighters, I mean, they're Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. I don't yeah. want to call them a throwback act, but when you're inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you're like a legacy band yeah. now, right? And it's weird for those of us who grew up with the Foo Fighters when we were kids because we're like, holy shit, our bands are now at that level. Yeah, but it's weird too now because like younger kids- Oh, they're to lose their minds. Yeah, they're all into- they're, You're- Like good. our son is listening to Metallica yeah, now. He's all into Metallica. I'm like, it's so weird to see the younger generation discover all, you know, Metallica and the Foo Fighters and love it. You're going to love seeing it because, so here's the deal. AJ, and I think this is another reason why AJ is so excited about this lineup. Yes. Because last year, uh, the Foo Fighters uh, played Innings Music Festival here in Tempe, right? And we were all supposed to go. My best friend and his wife were flying in from Indiana. Me and AJ were going to go. The big headliners were the Foo Fighters. And AJ fell sick, right? She fell ill. She couldn't go. We all know what happens. Like a month later, yeah. uh, Taylor Hawkins of the Foo Fighters passes away. Essentially, I was at the last U.S. Yeah. Foo Fighters show with that lineup. And since then, right, all the questions have kind of been hashed out. Are they going to continue on? They've done the tribute shows. You know, Dave Grohl's kind of admitted, like, ah, I think, you know, there's still some life in us when the music goes on. And lo and behold, the Foo Fighters are now headlining Bonnaroo. You get a chance. Goddamn right. To see them. I mean, obviously, I don't know. I mean, Taylor was a big part of the show. I'm aware. Taylor, yes, I, I mean, I got to see Taylor do the bit where he comes out and Dave sings and he, or, or, or Dave drums. And Taylor would come out, and he used to do either, like, the the DG stuff, which was yeah. all the BGs, or he would do Queen. And so when I saw him at Innings, Taylor came out, and Taylor did Queen. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's going to be weird without him. Have they announced who the fuck their new drummer is? I don't think so, no. Because if you don't know, the Foo Fighters also this morning, they, they just didn't announce Bonnaroo. They announced, like, three major festivals in the U.S. that they're headlining, including... Boston Calling, and Sonic Temple, which is the old Rock on the Range in Ohio. For all of our Michiganders, remember Rock on the Range, renamed Sonic Temple. So the Foo Fighters are headlining three major U.S. festivals, 
And I'm not quite sure I know who the fuck their drummer is. No, all the headlines about them are Foo Fighters announced first gig since Taylor Hawkins' death. Yeah. There's nothing about drummers. I mean, there's a lot of speculation. Billboard's got like a poll. Like, I mean, that's what I'm, I'm, I'm so it? curious as who to who's yeah. going to be the drummer for. I mean, it's going to be an amazing show. Yeah. We all know Dave Grohl was, you know, is the heart of the band, but it's, it's you know, you get to see him. Does that make you feel better? You happy about that? I'm super happy. You also have uh, some decent throwback acts, and it's it's different eras now. Kind of makes us feel old. Corn is on the lineup. Yeah, Corn's another second tier headliner, which oh, is absolutely mind blowing. Corn for a forty year old. <laughs> I mean, leaders of the new metal school. I was, you know, I I got my undergrad ninety six to two thousand, so I was I was there for that explosion of this new sound. And Corn arguably was the yeah. fucking leaders of it. Uh, Cheryl Crow's playing Bonnaroo. You know, I tried to see Cheryl Crow the last time. She didn't you dip out on her? Uh, I didn't dip out. I made the, it wasn't really a mistake. I'm glad I did it. The last time she was at Bonnaroo, we were all hanging out and I said, you know what? I said, because we, there are multiple entrances to, um, what do they call it? Center Roo. Center Roo. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess we should explain this, this 700 acre farm is split up essentially into camping, right? Which where if you attend this festival, it is very much expected that you camp for the four days. The camping surrounds the festival yeah. in like a big circle. And in yeah. the middle of the circle is Center Rue, yeah. which is where the festival takes But there's place. entrances. It's yeah. not like one meshed up area because, of course, they don't want you bringing, you know, booze and all other t- kind of things from the campsite into the main ground. So, yes, there are entry points. It's not one full free-flowing organism right so there was and you've probably seen seen it even if you don't know about the festival the bonnaroo arch and i said you know what you were we were there with your friend mike yeah and you guys were going to do something and i said you know what i'll meet you at cheryl crow i'm gonna go in through the through the arch because that's, while it takes a while, it's really cool and kind of iconic. And, like, you just kind of have to do it Say, once. it is very much one of those things where everyone, you go to Paris, you want the picture in front of the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And it's like, if you go to Bonnaroo, you want to either enter in through the arch or, or, or you want it. a picture of you in front of the arch. That's what you want. pictures in front of the arch, but I'm like, I'm going to go in through the arch. You want to walk through and the And it arch. was really super duper cool. But I miss Cheryl Crow because the yeah. line was so long. But everyone, a, everyone wanted to go through the arch. Yeah, no, and that's the thing, though. In the in the line, you could hear her playing. Yeah, it wasn't that far away, but it was still like you didn't see her. But yeah, no, she's going to be there. That's how I was in 2019 with the record company because uh, I wanted to see the uh, the record company. And same thing, I said, oh, I was heading out to GA camping to see our buddy, and I'm like, oh, we should go back in through the arch. Yeah, that was the wrong fucking no. idea. I mean, it's fun. I but... heard the record company. I didn't see the record company. So Cheryl Crow's playing. Which yeah, everyone made it to that set last time except um, except you and me. We both got caught up somewhere. Yeah. So she's playing. Also recently in the news and headlining. Um, again, I mean, kind of hitting legendary status in the hip hop world. Three Six Mafia. Yeah. Playing Bonnaroo. See, this is the thing. You think music festivals, and I know in your mind, you're just kind of going, okay, they're either rock. Or they're hip hop, like like Rolling Loud, or they're country, or they're country. Yeah, they're country, like uh, Faster and, Horses. Yeah, and some are like that. Yeah. You've got Faster Horses, you've got Hodag, you've got all different. But Bonnaroo really has something for everybody. It is a multi genre by definition festival. I mean, your first year, and I'm always reminded of this because we have the the poster hanging up in our our room. 
But from AJ's first year, 2014, the lineup reads as following. Elton John, Kanye West, Jack White, Lionel Richie, Vampire Weekend. That's nuts. That, that was one weekend of entertainment. You know what? The one- and that's back when we just thought Kanye was an asshole, not an anti-Semite. No. The one thing I, I won't even say I'm sad about, but I was hoping that maybe Dolly Parton would be on the lineup because she did express interest recently saying she wants to play Bonnaroo. Didn't she say, like, she'll make it happen? Like, she, yeah. she says it's going to happen. And she still could. That's the thing. They will keep adding. Yeah. They'll keep adding artists to this lineup and, like, big artists, too. Yeah. Like, it's not like this is it. This is all you get. I mean, it's an, and even if it is, holy shit, it's amazing. It's, uh, but they could still add Dolly, maybe. Speaking of country, Tyler Childers is going to be uh, playing. Tyler was I'm stupid excited to see Little Nas X. Li- Little Nas X is ahead, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, playing Saturday. Um, there's some really good stuff on here. What's wrong? Oh, there's a cat. There's a cat. He's chatty, chatty catty. Paramore's playing. Yeah, you're excited about Paramore. Love, I've always loved Paramore. Really Paramore fan, from but... Franklin, Tennessee. I can tell you dumb facts about yeah, him. Yeah, obviously. Uh, Paramore is playing. Marcus Mumford, which is funny because if you remember me saying, why did I go to my first Bonnaroo? Because Mumford and Sons were one of the three headliners, which, by the way, they ended up not headlining because it was, if you know the Mumford and Son history, it ended up being the week that their bass player uh, had open brain surgery. Yeah, like he found out. Yeah, like he found out he had a brain tumor, and they're Whoa. like, "Hey, we need to crack open your skull today." And so, literally, they it, pulled out last minute. Like you walked down to the Bonnevere grounds, and they had like this news got out. Um, but now that band's over and done with because one of their members really wanted to be part of the far right, and they weren't having it. <laughs> so he quit the band so he could do that. So Marcus Mumford's now doing his solo thing. He's the same thing. He's a second-tier headliner on Sunday. Yeah, that's wild. Marcus Mumford, which he's going to play the Mumford and Sons shit. And he's the heart and soul like Mumford and Sons anyway. I'll go see Marcus Mumford. It's amazing. It's multi-genre. I really didn't think I'd be that excited about it because Pat's been harping on it for a while, and I kept saying, listen... I, I love the festival, but if the lineup doesn't do it for me, it doesn't oh, do it fuck, for me. Oh, fuck, Sammy, Ray, and the friends are playing. And I'm like, I, I'm not going if the lineup doesn't do anything for me, because yeah. what's the point? I mean, and plus... It is a great environment. It's And there was one year I went when I think there was only one person I wanted to see. Yeah. But it was also early in my Bonnaroo attending career yeah. where I'm, I was still exploring. So I'm like, I'm going to take this year and really just explore the festival and enjoy yeah. it. But now I've been there. So, not to sound spoiled, but it will. I've been there so many times. I'm like, all right, now the lineup has to do it. For well, me. yeah, you, 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 a, a little bit of the shine is yes. uh, worn off, but yeah, not, but shit, dude, that shine is back. I'm excited, man. I am too. It's a really great lineup. Uh, tickets, I believe go on sale. This is sparking your mind. You're like, I want to go. We, I mean, I, by the way, we're not in cahoots with these people at all. Oh no. They I've always tried to explain that to people whenever we've talked about it, where they they're don't like, pay us for anything. they're like, Oh, are you part like, you know, are you promoting them on the radio? And I go, no, this is nothing. I mean, I'm sure our radio stations probably were probably like, shut the fuck up about Bonham. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's just something that Unless we they cut us a check. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's something that we found like a lot of joy in yeah. and, um, you know, why not talk about joyful things in your life? I agree. Right? There's too much negative shit. Out yeah. There. Right. So, you know, and the most important thing too, uh, that we should bring up, uh, when it comes to tickets going on sale and all that fun stuff. And I said it once and I'll say it again. You want to do price. Benefit analysis. 
you're not going to beat the deal that you're going to get. And not only Bonnaroo, but really any major music festival. So put this in perspective then. Hit me. How much did you oh, spend fuck. on... Don't. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. How much did you spend on tickets for you and our son to go see Kendrick Lamar? With with fees? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God. Just say it. Kendrick Lamar, Big Steppers Tour. Phoenix. Phoenix. Lower Bowl. Uh, total. Total. 550? Okay, that's less than I thought. That's good. Okay. 600 or more, I would have, I think, held my breath a little I bit. I think like, it was Ugh. like with fees. Um, and we all know the fees are ridiculous. Yeah. How much is a GA ticket for Bonnaroo? Oh, let's find out. Because they've changed everything. They, yeah, they change everything. There's different tiers of tickets. But all the tiers get you to see all the acts. Well, yeah, I mean... It, I, it more just depends on where you're going to camp, if you have access to bathrooms and food and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, But, I mean, any ticket you buy for Bonnaroo will get you to see all those shows. So... General admission, four days. Bottom, I mean, this is just going to get you in. $299. That's insane. $299. To see Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar. Odessa. Odessa. Foo Fighters. Yeah. How about this? I'll that, break... just, just those few. I mean, that's, that's not even, that doesn't even scratch the surface. How about this? I'll even break it down for you more. Okay. You pansy. You don't want to do all four days? You really just love the Foo Fighters? One day general admission ticket, hundred and seventy five bucks. Yeah, bro, one seventy five. Listen, I paid one sixty nine a ticket to get AJ to Dave Matthews for Christmas. We're gonna go see Dave Matthews Band uh, in a couple of weeks up in Phoenix for the Super Bowl, and it was a buck sixty nine plus fees a ticket. Yeah. That's for one show. One show. That's for Dave Matthews yeah. Band and Anderson Pack for like maybe four hours of entertainment. You could show up to Bonnaroo at for an noon. Entire day at noon. And probably stay all goddamn day. I was going to say, when does that one-day ticket expire? If you have, because by the way, we should also mention this. This is the weirdest part. Or at least it was to me when I first started going. The festival doesn't stop. No. Like, there is no end. <laughs> there's, you know how like Lollapalooza is like, we got to shut this shit down by 11 because people in downtown Chicago want to go to sleep? There's none of that because, again, you're in Manchester, Tennessee. You're in the middle of nowhere. You're not disturbing anybody. Acts go till three, arguably big acts, like big names that we talk about, get scheduled until probably two, three in the morning. Yeah. And then after that, it gets a little sketch around four or five. But I'm saying there's shit going on at four, five, six in the morning. Yeah, they have this huge EDM stage called Calliope, and they do what they call sunrise sets. And it's a DJ playing until the sun comes up and it's i will say the older i get i mean you don't want to be too close to calliope because you won't be sleeping you won't i'm really glad i sleep with earplugs now i think it'll be easier but it is hard when you're you know in your 40s like us you're festing in your 40s (laughs) and all you want to do you're so exhausted you've walked like sixteen thousand steps all day you're hot you go back to your camper and all of a sudden yeah that's why uh <laughs> that's why xanax becomes your best friend yeah but it's cool i mean i did i remember i went to a sunrise set the year we went for your birthday because i just happened to be up and i was like Charlie, you went to bed and then woke up yeah and i had to get up to pee and it's a camper so you have to walk to go pee and i was like you know what i probably won't be up at this hour any other day i'm gonna go to the sunrise set and it was cool so i wonder with a one day ga ticket so you buy a one day ticket so you let's say you show up at noon. Does it expire at midnight? That's what I'm saying. Does it or does it go till like noon the next day? I don't 
Mm-hmm. And who the fuck is checking it? What if you just like never well, leave Senaru? That's true. Because you just stay there, yeah. Because there are people, this is crazy. There are people that show up and I shit you not. They go into Senaru and they never leave. Yeah. Like they don't have a campsite. They just have a backpack with stuff and they're like, I'll kind of nap they ki- around. They, they just kind of sleep wherever. Sleep wherever. They shower in the fountain, which is kind of gross. So yeah, there's a fountain. You can, So there are people that, like, I guess if you were you crafty. Can, there's, there's food, drink. Yeah. I mean, you, you could. There's bathrooms. There's bathrooms. You could easily not leave Senaru. I mean, you could get a one-day GA ticket for a buck seventy-five, and on Thursday go into Senaru and never, never leave. leave until Sunday night. Because there are people who sleep in Senaru, and the only time they kick you out of Senaru it's on the last night. Sunday night after the headliner. It's yeah. at like at like midnight. They literally and it's it's kind soon of, as soon as the headliner's yeah. done, get the fuck out. It can be kind of awkward because they're they like basically like they heard you like sheep. Yeah. There are got there are like cops on horses and they just continuously push you towards the door until everybody's out. Like they do not let you wander around. But other than that, Santa Rue never shuts down. They have all the other different um you know, levels now. They got like GA plus. They got VIP. They got platinum. I like now how a VIP is not even the fucking it's most not, expensive. Yeah. And then of course there's one above that. It's called Roll Like a Rockstar. Yeah, we have always joked that one of these days when it's we're like thirty thousand dollars. You know, we're like flush with cash. Which let's be honest, that'll probably never happen. <laughs> but it's fun. It's fun wishful thinking we would do Roll Like a Rockstar. But it also. That's not the best, in our opinion, not the best way to experience the festival. If you're just going to roll, like, those are people who are there just for Go to Instagram. Coachella. Yeah. yeah, go to Coachella. Go to Coachella for that People shit. are at Coachella to be seen. Yeah. Bonnaroo, people are there to be. To, to be. Yeah. And like I said, I've noticed over the last few times we've gone, the influencers are infiltrating. Well, I mean, festivals have, have just become more and more mainstream. Yeah. I mean, when... But it is hard because with Bonnaroo is such a vibe... And like it's like a family, and people are so serious about about Bonnaroo. They call it being true Rue. Yeah, and and Bonnarooians. I mean, they are people. Don't fight. People yeah. don't get wasted and belligerent. It doesn't happen. And so, like the first year I encountered rude people, yeah, I was flabbergasted. I was like, they are not true Rue at all. Oh, let me guess. You know, they're wearing their cute festival outfit. They're there for Instagram pics. But I'm like, you're not true Rue. Yeah. You don't know how this works. But go, like, like, go to Coachella. If that's what you want, that's fine. Co- that's really what Coachella is for, is to be seen. But it is funny because I've noticed that every era of Bonnarooian then has, like, they get gatekeepery about yes, stuff. Yes, absolutely. And we are too. And it's funny because I, we even know people. We have one guy, uh, Jason Cooper, the Scoop of Coop. Uh, he goes, he predates us at Bonnaroo. He went and, when it was Ichiku, didn't he? No, he didn't go. Ichiku was the first year. Okay. But he went and he was laughing at us because he goes, hold on, you guys have bathrooms? Yeah, they didn't have bathrooms up here. What the fuck? What kind of pansies are you guys with your bathroom? And then now I don't even want to tell him how we got rid of porta potties and there's actual permanent bathrooms. Oh my bathrooms. God, it's so weird. Now we, it's like a fucking mall now. We're a different generation yeah. now where we went when there were just porta potties yeah. and it was disgusting uh we will forever tell the story about bullshit yeah. mountain yeah which was the one porta potty in our camp site yeah and no, nobody cleaned it for three days and people we we literally called it bullshit mountain because it was over it was 
What this shit was high. Yes, Pat said if if you were a dude and you sat down Your to take balls a balls were dipping in chocolate. Yes, pal. and like we were all joking about it, and like just kind of in passing, telling staff like, dude, that porta potty Gotta needs take to take care be. of that. But that was like our first year. Now yeah. there are actual physical buildings with bathrooms. It's so weird. It's but I mean it's great. They're all grown up with all this shit. I will say. And, uh, you know, people get really pissy about that. They get real old school. Like, oh, I remember when there were no water yeah. stations and there were no water when bodies. there were no lights. <laughs> I'll tell you, with the improvements they've it's made. It's better, right? With permanent, yeah. with permanent bathrooms and actual water, fun, like water stations that do not come from wells. Yeah. I used to get sick. Off the water. I would get sick off the water or just sick in general from being. Well, everyone got just, sick yeah. because you're with 100,000 fucking people well, yeah, around the country. But we called it the Rue Flu because yeah. you'd go home and immediately you'd get sick. I'll tell you, ever since they fixed the bathroom and water situation, sick. I haven't come home sick. Little, small thing. So, you know, you can bitch about it or you can realize maybe this is good for everybody. We just like talking about the good old days. We don't care what. You know what was good in 1955? We drank alcohol for breakfast. We smoked cigarettes. And the black guy used to mow my lawn. As if that was a good thing. Right? And you know what, though? It's the same thing with, like, Bonnaroo. Yeah. Hey, I remember back in 2004, there were no police, there were no rules. I will say that we. Ha- I feel like we have to wrap this up with our most famous Bonnaroo story because okay. we've talked about this before. This was the most... Oh, this this was the most cosmic. I thought like chance meeting. Yeah, weirdest thing that could almost never happen happened at Bonnaroo, and that was actually one of the things that made me realize it's pretty cool. Fine, I'll tell you. So I was sitting there eating a crawfish dinner, and I looked to my left, and I thought it was a little person, and it was goddamn John Oates. And I go, that's not that's John Oates (laughs) from Hall and Oates. Then you saw him at the the airport, didn't you? I'm joking. No, I did. I, I joked my first Bonnaroo. John Oates was uh, uh, stalking me. John Oates of Hall and Oates. Uh, he was there leading a super jam. Yeah. It, was, it was it was his John Oates like rock and soul super jam. Really great super jam. Basically, the super jams they just pull a bunch of people who have performed already. Yeah, that weekend. that's another really cool yeah. part of Bonnaroo. Where it's one, a bunch of performers who have already performed that they, weekend, and they all come together and do a super jam. Yeah, it's just a theme. They always yeah. pick a theme, you know. So I saw John Oates. I saw fucking John Oates one in the press tent, right, doing the the media thing. And it was awesome when he got all pissy with a reporter that asked, will they do any Hall and Oates? And he he does the whole, don't see Daryl Hall here. Ooh. I don't know why you'd ask that. Boom. We're like, fuck you. We, we, we want to hear private eyes, you know? Uh, but I saw him in the press tent. And that's when I first said, I think he's about as big as Danny DeVito. Uh, and then I saw him again at the crawfish dinner. I was eating a fucking crawfish dinner. There's this little New Orleans place back in the media camping that, you know, on the first night of Bonnaroo does this kind of big crawfish thing for everyone. I'm sitting there eating, and I, I look next to me. It's John Oates. That's not the story, though. No, I'm having fun with this. <laughs> then I'm fucking flying home. I'm at Nashville Airport on, like, Monday morning by myself. I look across from me. Who's getting on my plane? John Oates. Wasn't he, like, charging his phone? Yeah, he was tethered to a wall. It was like the kids' play place. It was really funny. It was, like, next to, like, little kids. Who were playing? Who was and, it that uh, super soaked me that year, and we didn't figure out who it was? Chance the it, rapper. Chance the rapper. Chance yeah. the rapper shot was, you with a super soaker. He was like dressed like a dinosaur or some shit, so I didn't recognize him, and he was su- shooting people with a super soaker. Yeah, Chance the rapper goes to Bonnaroo Incognito because he says it's the happiest place on earth. He so sings, it's it's in his song. Yeah, so so we actually um, I didn't realize it was him till the year after yeah. he because he shot part of a music video at Bonnaroo. Remember sure. that? Yeah, sure. And I said, holy shit, that's the guy who hit me yeah. with the. Super 
pooper soaker. Um, but no, our this is. I was joking about John Oates. He's a fine gentleman, of course. He wasn't stalking me, and he's not a little person. No, he's just very tiny, and he's a rock star, so that's okay. Uh, no. So the wildest story we have, and this is like this is bizarre. We were on a cruise. Yeah, say, hold on. The story starts on a a cruise. On a Christmas holiday cruise. We were on a carnival cruise with my family over New Year's in 2013. So Pat had already gone to his first Bonnaroo. I had planned on going with him the next year. Yep. So we're on this cruise. In the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. In the middle (laughs) of the ocean. We are sitting, and you know how cruises are. I mean, asses to elbows, people everywhere. Trying to get some sun, and yeah, everyone's chairs are uh, geeking for every inch. So we're sitting there, and we're talking about Bonnaroo. And this dude pipes up behind us and said, hey, he's talking about Bonnaroo. Yeah, we are. So we start talking about Bonnaroo with this guy who was, he was a promoter, right? Yeah, I was going to say, not even like, you know, at the time we're working in radio. So not only talking about Bonnaroo, but we kind of work in the business. So we know it from a different way. And he's not just a fan of Bonnaroo. He goes, oh, well, I work in, you know, music promotion. He works in the record industry. And I go, hold on. You do shows? He goes, yeah, that's what I do. I, I, you know, I was like, no shit. And he starts telling me about, yeah, we go to Bonnaroo. You know, kind of like you guys working, like yeah. you, you guys go as media, we go as artists, and we have a certain acts that are playing, so we're there to kind of do all that, be be that person. And it was just an amazing, one, person to connect with, because he was a very cool guy, and it turns out we work pseudo in the same industry, and we both had love and passion for the same event, because he kind of digs in and starts telling AJ, listen. Because I hadn't been yet. Right? He's like, but I was excited. Yeah, he's like, I go to all these two this one, this is the one. This he's the he's one like, want to go to. he's like, this is the one where we're not really working. This is the one me and all my colleagues look forward to because yeah. we are going to have fun there. Everything else is a little bit of work. This is the one. So we took a selfie with this guy. Cool guy. On the, on the cruise ship. And as we left, of course, we said, maybe we'll see you at Bonnaroo. Fully knowing yeah. that there are 100,000 people on the grounds and the chance of actually seeing somebody unless you, like, we didn't even have his phone number. Yeah, I say, we didn't swap numbers. No, it, it was, was just, like literally like, hey, it was good talking to you. Maybe great, we'll see you there. Great catching some sun. Uh, hope you have fun on your cruise. Yeah. You know, we'll, you know, uh, maybe hey, we'll see you maybe we'll see you at uh, Bonnaroo. Yeah. Fully knowing we would never probably see this guy in the midst of all these people. So fast forward, we are pulling into our campsite at Bonnaroo in 2014. We're getting all set up. Mm-hmm. And an RV pulls into the spot next to us. And you want to know who your neighbors are in the campgrounds because the campgrounds are their own entity. Like, See, that's what I was going to say. You have to all, almost explain that the camping experience of Bonnaroo is totally separate than, than the festival. I mean, people set up little communities where they cook for each other. They have parties. They have, I mean, there are lights. There are DJs. I mean, I was going to say, it's it's its own entity. It's very much where the Grateful Dead started saying we had to remind people to actually come into the show because they just hung out in the parking lot. You could just hang out in the campgrounds and have have a blast. I know people like that. Yeah, totally. I've I've, uh, seen wooks and fucking hippies that are like, dude, I just show up and hang out in the camper. Like, that's where the party is, man. So you always want to know who your neighbors are because, you know, you want them, you're hoping they're cool. Maybe if, if, if I need something, 
something. Maybe they'll have it if they if they need something. Maybe I'll have it. We can be friends. You and know? it's also very like like again where we camp. It's a lot of people semi working. We're there as vendors or artists or you know media. And so you're also kind of curious, like, hey, who's next to us? Yeah. Oh, you're the guys from Sam Adams. Sweet, good to meet you yeah, guys. Yeah, there's a lot of breweries and stuff back yeah. there that have tents inside the festival. So you never freaking know who you're going to be. Yeah, part yeah. Of. you're like, oh, there you're the you're the radio guys from Nashville. Cool, nice to I meet mean, you. It's, it's different than GA because those people are there purely for recreation. Pure fans, yeah. Usually, you know, on some sort of substance, tripping out, having a... Which <laughs> is awesome. A good time. Have you a good time. You, yeah. But in the media camping, it's a little more professional. But a little bit more subdued, yeah. Yeah. So this RV pulls in next to us. I'm like, oh, we got to get to know our neighbors. I shit you not. The guy we met on the cruise mm-hmm. steps out of the RV. There you go. I screamed a scream that I have not screamed since. Like, it was a noise I'd never heard. I said, oh, my God. And he did, too. He was like, what? What the fuck? Right next to us. And we're still, we're all friends on Facebook yeah, to so this we're all, day. Yeah, he, he's been, he's gotten married by now. Yeah, we've, uh, I think he has a kid. We've met, we met all the people he was camping with who were also promoters. Yeah, yeah, we, we all became with friends with them, yeah. And it's funny because we don't all talk a lot, but you and I still go to Bonnaroo, and they all have kind of broken off and done their own thing. But every every year we go and yeah. post about it. They're the first ones to be like, "Oh man, have fun! I wish I was there." They all grew up. You notice yeah. that they all in the last couple of years have gotten married and had kids. Yeah. And I started going to Bonnaroo because I had already gotten married. I had had my kid, and I knew I needed a fucking break. Yeah. Like I needed something, and so I they used have it. Young kids now. We're yeah. on the tail end where we've got yeah. like a sixteen year old, and we're yeah. like, now we can really start to have fun. <laughs> so that's always been kind of our story of what kind of a magical little pot of land. A miracle. I mean, that's in, that's the chances of that yeah. are insanely small. And like you said, we hadn't communicated. It no, was we didn't have phone numbers. Nothing. We didn't become friends on Facebook. And the camp, and that's the other irony. Your camping spot is not assigned. Let's say, yeah, well, one, when we're you, in we're, media. We're in media camping, so when you pull in, they just kind of park you in whatever spots are open for your size if you have a tent, an yeah, RV, you whatever. Go there. So the fact that we were next to each other, yeah, I mean, the coincidence is it's out amazing. of this world, and still, I haven't topped it yet. I have not topped a moment where I said, holy shit, that's the universe coming together. Right. That was it, and will always be it for yeah. me. That was awesome. That was our Bonham miracle. See, I'm thinking, too, about some of the great people I bumped into, and famous folks, like backstage. My first Bonham Rue, I saw Saget, Bob Saget, yeah. um, who we just celebrated the one-year uh, passing of, of Bob. Um, I saw him. Uh, we met Ralphie May. Ralphie, yeah, we actually we actually we had connections with him when we lived in Seattle. We actually had connections with him, but we never met him. Yeah, he was he was like in our friend's wedding. He was in our circle somehow. Yeah, yeah. and we hadn't met him, but as soon as we met him at Bonnaroo, we said, "Hey, we know so and so." It was like an, he was super cool. We met Ed Helms. Ed Helms, great guy. Uh, Dirks backstage before yes. Dirks Bentley. Um, what's his name? He used to be on SNL. Taryn Killam. Yes, he was awesome. He was very nice. Very nice guy. It's just, I've, I've had some very memorable experiences, and they're not flexes because these aren't like meet and greets. This isn't no. like, hey, you're the radio guy, and you're going to go stand in with these people and be awkward for 10 seconds. No, they have a media tent, and yeah. basically what they do for the media people is they ha- they give you a list of who who's performing that day that's going to be in the media tent to just answer questions. Yeah. And then you get to go sit in the tent watch their interview, usually yeah. cover it for whatever you're working for. Yeah. And then afterwards, some of them do hang out and that's when you just kind of hang out and meet them. Yeah. We have all, we have random pictures with Ralphie May and Dirk right. Bentley just hanging out in this tent. I mean, it is 
so freaking cool, and even the artists are chill. Excited. I'm freaking stoked. I I didn't think I'd be this excited, but I'm ready. I'm ready to get back to the farm. Going back to Bonnaroo, baby! The Pat and AJ Podcast Network is available on all your favorite audio platforms. Subscribe today. Follow Pat and AJ on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook now at Pat and AJ. PatandAJ.com. Support the Pat and AJ Podcast Network today by donating on Venmo or Cash App. Powered by the people. The Pat and AJ Podcast.